I was hosting cruises. Just mm. getting a whole bunch of car clubs together, and then we just take over the highway and, and all that. And then after the news picked it up, I was like, oh, let me step back a little bit. There was, oh, yeah, it was causing havoc. Yeah. Uh, we came Shutting on news down the twice. Streets. Yeah. <laughs> we, Fox 4 News picked it up twice. Welcome, welcome you and all to another episode of the Global Latin Factor Podcast, where we talk about, say it with me, I know you know it, Latino, everything. Thank you very much for being here. Happy New Year to all the ones that are watching right now. It's about that time within a week, five days, four days, whatever. It's going to be New Year's. Make sure you go and subscribe to the channel right now. Help the Latino content grow on YouTube. Help the Latino content grow on YouTube. It is free. And because you do that, you are supporting all the channels, especially this channel right here. Thank you for the ones that already subscribed. We appreciate it very much. It means tons. You don't understand how much it is. Today, because we're showing representation about amazing Latinos doing amazing things, like today, we have a gentleman that is very accomplished, has over 10 certifications in different fields. He owns, he is the owner of Spiderweb Media LLC that was founded in 2018, they do marketing here in the Dallas Forward area. And he has created his goal is to create a stunning content for businesses like yourself to grow and draw customers. We have the one and only the Senor, no, not even Senor, the young man, Mario Herrera in La Casa. What is going on, guys? How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm excited to be here. Thank you very much for taking the time. I know we've messaged before on social media and things like that. I, right, right. I've been knowing about you for years. I know that you've been busy doing different things, and I thought you were an amazing person to talk to. I like uh, the small motivation clips that you do, a coffee cup. Oh, thing uh, we're talking about. Coffee. Yeah, yeah coffee back talk. then, coffee. Talk. I think it was like two episodes. It's, it's all good. <laughs> but I really enjoy the fact of the, the, the positivity right. and, you know, educating people on different things, different areas, and I thought it was pretty dope. So thank you very much for being here. All right, we're going to go ahead and continue with a segment that I like to call Preguntas al Chile. Let me just say that we started this segment about three years Preguntas ago. Preguntas al Chile. If you see other segments, I'm not saying they took it from us, but I'm just saying if you are like other people see, if you like this, you like that. I'm just saying three years ago, we began doing this journey of Preguntas al Chile. Are you ready? I'm ready. Estás listo. Tacos o burritos. Tacos, for sure. Corn tortilla or flour tortilla? Uh, flour. Gorditas o sopes? Sopes. Jarritos or fanta? Uh, jarritos. Agua de horchata, jamaica, tamarindo? Tamarindo for that one. Salsa verde or salsa roja? Neither. You don't like spicy food at all? <laughs> Are you allergic to it or you just don't like it? No, no, I just never liked it. That's like My so sisters make fun of me back then that, oh, you don't need chile or anything, but no, yeah, never okay. liked it. So you're Mexican descent, correct? Right, right. Okay. I don't know if you heard about this uh, young singers, uh, regional singers. Um, mm. Damn, I forgot their name, but anyways, they, they were made fun of because they did a, they went to Mexico, they did an interview. Right. I think it's, uh, I forget her name, the young lady and the group. But they were interviewing me in, in Mexico, and they were telling them, like, they, they don't really like Mexican food, the cuisine. They're most likely chicken nuggets. Right, right. And wings. <laughs> but if you think here in the United States, what kid does not eat chicken nuggets and wings? True. And their palate is not accustomed to the food that we have right. in Mexico, even if they're with Mexican family. True. I mean, that's just what they do. Yeah. It's like, even though... You, if you're Mexicano, you you like you feel like it's you eat spicy food. No, it's not because it just depends on who you, where you grew up at. You know what I mean? Right. So, so you, every, when did you find out you didn't like it at all? Just at um, always since I was little, I was like, I don't want to be tortured while I'm eating. Like <laughs> I'll do Valentina and all yeah, that, but yeah. as far as like hot sauce, hot sauce, no, yeah, no, can't do it. Hey, it's all good, so good. Do you like uh, menudo or pozole? Menudo for that one. Churros or flan? Churros. Valentina, Tapatio, Cholula, Tabasco, hot sauce. So it was Valentina at first, but yeah. I think I'm switching to uh, Cholula. Cholula? Yeah. You like that better? Yeah. That's cool. 
Conchitas, the pastries, the brown ones, the white ones, or the pink ones? Uh, the brown ones. The brown ones? Yeah, yeah. Chocolatita. I used to love yep. them things. Okay. A conspiracy theory that when you heard it one time, you were like, it has to be true. Ain't no way it has to. It can't be true. The usual one, the aliens. The aliens? Like, I, I think they're they're real. You think so? I, I'm on the fence about it, but it's a possibility. What what makes you want to think that as far as why it's more likely that there is than there's not? Um, I mean, with the universe being so big, I'm like, how can there not be something else? Like, we can't be the only ones here. Because a lot of people talk about, like, the, what's the thing over, supposedly it's over the earth and stuff. The ozone? Ah, it's something else. Um, the dome? The dome. The dome. The dome. That doesn't let us get out of here? Right. So I'm <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, you never know. I'm open to anything. The, uh. I was telling the, our previous guest, uh, Christy, Christy Lux, we were talking about how we just say infinity, but we don't really sit and grasp that it just keeps going and going and going. Right. With that, there's no way that within every, and then we talk about just our galaxy, which is the Milky Way, but if there's other galaxies that they found right. that have similar, supposedly they say they have similar things of what it is. The likelihood of something like that not being, like, for us to be here was perfect conditions, right? But right. what's not to say that it didn't happen in any other place? True. They have their own sun. They have their own moon. They have their own planets. Maybe they don't look exactly like us. Maybe they don't even look like little green or gray men, but maybe they look like some kind of species or something. See, I had a, I had a theory about that. Okay. I was like, okay, the ancient people that were here before, what if they somehow left Earth, but in that other planet, like their skin changes, they don't need the mouse to communicate because they're so advanced and like the body changes by being in a different environment. Yeah. Because if you think about it, it's just depending on the region on earth here that you are, you're, right. you're, you'd look different. Like right. Europeans have a lot of hair cause it's a lot of colder or, you know, it's colder in climate. So you need more, you know, different things to adapt to that particular environment or even your skin tone right. changes. I like that theory. Yeah. How about this one? <laughs> How about this one? Check this out. <clears throat> So I heard, I heard there's tribes out there, native tribes, mm -hmm. that they talk about people from the stars. Right. So apparently there was other places that that uh, were there and they made their way to earth. And if you think about it, there's different, we are all so different. Like Egyptians, even though they might have pyramids, are way different than the Aztec people as far as even the way they look and function. Right. Things like that. So even the native uh, indigenous American people, they're different than they were. were. What's well, not to say that we were right here from somewhere else prior to. True. And they're, I don't know why they just didn't continue to come back or maybe something happened that they couldn't come back, but. We're just a giant experiment. I'm saying. <laughs> possibility. I like to question everything. I, I, I believe in a lot of things, like you said, earlier. I believe everything's possible too, but at the same time, I feel like we we should question things. You yeah, know, I, I take everything in. I'm like, let yeah. me keep it in the back of my head. And then once I see certain stuff moving, I'm like, okay, maybe it was true. <laughs> right. And then have you ever ran into some things that you thought about and before it just developed like to you, like it, it was revealed to you that that's what it was and be like, damn, so it was right. Um, I guess not conspiracy stuff, but uh -huh. stuff that happened, I guess like around the world. Like before they put camera cameras on the street lights, yeah, um, I had been told about that 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 was going to happen and all that. And then once I saw it start happening, I was like, "Oh wow, okay." When was when was the time when you noticed you had thought about it, and all of a sudden you just you have like a premonition, not a premonition, but more like a you're looking around and like there's a camera, there's a camera. And we're like, "Oh my god, they're all over." I don't know. It, it's like it, everything happens like slowly. Like yeah. whenever things happen, it's always slowly. It's like they'll put one camera here, but then wait a few and then another camera and eventually all street lights have. Uh, but you, you, you happen to have a moment that you notice, damn, there's cameras all over the place. I was probably like 14. Yeah. And I had been told about it. Maybe I was like 10 or something or, yeah. somewhere around there. But yeah, it's like, it's crazy. <laughs> right. It's true. Right? They're always watching too. Pretend like, yeah, they're watching. You can <laughs> tap into every camera. Okay. When you hear, just hear the word Latino, Latina, or Latinx, what first comes to mind for you? Um, hard workers. Hard workers. Yeah, for sure, yeah. 
do you consider yourself Latino? Do you consider Mexican American, American? Uh, what would you be like to be addressed like, or you don't care? Um, no, I don't really care. It's uh, I'll, I put Latino whenever I'm filling something out. Like I don't put white or anything like that. Right, that's pretty cool. Alrighty, so uh, tell me real quickly before you get into your story, the uh, the name of your company is Spiderweb Media. Has it always been Spiderweb or it was changed? Um, it was changed. Uh-huh. I don't know if you found yes. those <laughs> those uh, old photos that I used to take. So you used to be, it used to have a spider logo. Right. And it used to be just spider. Um, no, it was ES Photography. ES Photography. Then. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, I kind of changed it from there because I was like, I don't want to stick just in the photography realm. And then eventually that's where it grew to Spiderweb Media or just everything media related, then that's what I offer. Okay. So what made the first company? What, what Was it a kind of like a company that you wanted to start up? Was it just first one? And what would, what do you mean by E? What is it E? Oh, oh man. Okay. Um, so ES stood for something. I'm not going to say the first one. Unless people that are watching know, then you know. Then you know. But the S stood for a spider. So it was like something, spider photography. So it was a partner of yours? Uh no no it was just all me. Well, yeah. I don't want to push that on it, but is there a secret? Why do you want to keep it a secret? Somebody um, you don't. No, uh, okay, I'll say it since mm-hmm. some people are watching. So it was as a spider photography, but there was a reason for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was like, no, it doesn't sound professional. I would need something where I can do photos, videos, and everything like that. Yeah, so that's where I changed it to spider web media. Yeah, so kind of the spider web was where everything's connected together. The photos, videos, you know, shooting content and all that, everything's connected whenever uh, you're doing marketing. So it's a, it's a web of different media, different right. places that you can branch out to right. to do whatever it is that you do nowadays. Yeah, oh, that's pretty cool. All right. So do you have, you, you were raised here in Dallas, Texas. Right. You've always been here. Uh, you moved around in different areas. Right. Um, do you remember, the, did y'all move a lot? Is there a reason why y'all moved a lot? Or did you just? Um, I don't know. I feel like a lot of Hispanic families move a lot. Whenever, like, they're younger. Yeah. It's like you're either living with someone or you're living here for a little bit, then you move the next year. Um, but, yeah, I don't know why we moved out, moved a lot. Yeah. Did you, uh, is there a particular neighborhood or place that you liked a lot that you had good memories with growing up? Um. Yeah. So, it was an apartment, it was an apartment complex um, on Northwest Highway and I think it was Skillman area. Yeah. Um, but they knocked it down and they put, I, I never realized how big those apartments were, but yeah. there was like five swimming pools in that, in that apartment Jesus, complex. Are you serious? That's how big it was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they knocked it down, put a whole bunch of targets and Walmarts and all that. Um, but yeah, I think that area, I, I guess it's considered North Dallas area. The North Dallas, Odelia and all them around that area? Um, a little further down. Uh-huh. So Skillman yeah. and yeah, Skillman and, like East Northwest Highway. Yeah. Was there because of the pool that you had great memories or were you just growing up there was pretty uh, No, just, yeah, just growing up there. I had friends, we'd be out there like at night just pretty much doing anything. <laughs> you had pretty free, uh, a lot of freedom when you were growing up? Was uh, your no. parents? No, yeah. No, I barely could go out. So whenever I could go out, then I'd enjoy it to the fullest. Yeah, so your parents were kind of strict with mom and dad, right? Right. Yeah, and that's because of other things that they seen when you were growing up. Like, um, probably, yeah. It's it like was, they don't want to, you know, go down the wrong path. But either way, like you kind of go down the wrong path, and then eventually you kind of straighten out. And yeah, that's pretty cool. All right, so do you? I remember you say uh, that you didn't know exactly where your parents were from. Like, right, so right. your first generation, or your parents been here? Your grandparents? got here first how, how did it work um out so yeah so it'd be uh me they they're from mexico and then pretty much we came here uh pretty much born here like i haven't i haven't left texas ever i think ever no ever. Yeah, you never what what part of mexico are they from do you know uh Coahuila. Coahuila. yeah and you never they never talked about going back or going visiting by any um time? no not really really do you have any urge or desire to just check it out to see where they grew up your parents um, somewhat, but at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm kind of want to travel to different places, uh, um, like outside of Texas. Where is the, give me the, uh, two top, let me see three top places that you really want to see. Top places. Um, I'd say Alaska, um, Canada for sure. 
The third one, something local. Uh, I don't know on that third one. No. But the top ones, maybe Hawaii. Hawaii. I wouldn't mind going to Hawaii. I, I like Canada. Canada was nice. Hawaii was dope. It was freaking amazing. I recommend How's it. How's the weather? It was beautiful, nice. nice, pleasant. Water all over the place. Why Alaska? That was an interesting one. Just to just to check it out. Because I don't feel a lot of people travel to Alaska just to go check it out. Would you go during the summertime? Because I, I heard it's beautiful mm-hmm. during the warm weather. Right. I wouldn't want to go in the wintertime. I mean, I don't know how it is. Like, I haven't looked into it. I'm yeah. like, I'm trying to make, have my other plan set up. Once all that's established, then I'm like, okay, where, where do I want to go? Have you gone? So you never left Texas at all whatsoever? Never. Uh, unless, wow. like, it's for work. I've gone to, like, Colorado, like, Las Vegas, and all these different parts. But out of the states? Um, no, no. Yeah, you need to work on your passport, bro. Go see the world. <laughs> at least oh. one time. It, it really, I was telling somebody, I keep saying, like, one of your requirements to graduate is to be able to go out of, out of the state, out of mm-hmm. the country, anywhere just to, a week or so. Just right. to see the culture, the people, the way they, they were raised. And then I don't know what it does to you, but you just, like, your vision, your mind, your thoughts change of the way you're accustomed to compared to how the people live. Right, right. And it's just like, that's crazy. They, they they do this every day and nothing to do with the way you function <laughs> in your in your daily life. Yeah. I recommend it. Highly. No, yeah. I'm trying to set everything up on my end here. And yeah. then I'm like, okay, after that, then I can, I'm free to travel. That's I'm like, I, want, I just want my business to be good, everything set. And then I have, I feel I have that more freedom to, to go wherever I want. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think you're doing great work for yourself to be able to put yourself in place. I like that you have a, a plan of when you feel like that'll be the time. But I highly recommend it whenever you do just to okay. Europe, freaking even a island somewhere, just 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 to be there. <laughs> yeah, once I do it, like I'll be gone for like a month or so. Oh just yeah, just going different places. I'm going. My top places right now for me will be I want to go Costa Rica or Belize around that area. Uh, I definitely want to see Cuba. Uh, I'm going right. to see Cuba. I'm going to see Puerto Rico. I want to see for sure Belize, and then Europe. I don't know why Ireland draws me to go and check it out and see right maybe just some of the scenery of movies where they just i picture myself just drinking a like stepping outside wherever i'm at enjoying the cool air and just <laughs> sipping some coffee and be like oh man i'm here look at this what about france have you been in france or anything <clears throat> no comment on france i would not <laughs> want to go over there just to pass by and look at it i passed by there so i have been to europe before mm-hmm. i've been to uh germany Frankfurt, which is fruit, so cleanest city I ever been to when I was there. Yeah. I've been to Spain, uh, Barcelona, mm-hmm. and I've been to Italy, uh, Rome. Uh, it's super dope. We travel on a, on a train. I barely passed through France, but even just passing through, it wasn't kind of pleasant for me. Oh, even wow. the small interaction that I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> if you're from France, if you live, my bad, my opinion. That's yeah, all. Please don't ban this video. Don't not. Please don't shadow ban. Whatever they call it nowadays. Okay. So tell me about you. How how you began. So you go from one name, right? You change it because your vision starts changing as far as what you want. What changed that made you want to feel like the name had to be tied to some of the services that you want to provide? Um. So I guess I got to go like way back, like yeah. high school. Absolutely. Um. So back then I was like taking pictures at school, doing videos here and there. But nobody ever told me like, hey, like, I see you like doing that a lot. Like, maybe it's something you should pursue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which someone should have, but no, yeah, nobody noticed. Um, so I started editing random pictures of, of cars. So there's like a lot of car clubs in the Dallas area. And I started randomly editing their photos and stuff. Um, and they liked it. So I was like, well, I kind of like doing this too. So I started learning how to do Photoshop, how to edit better. Um, then graduated to shooting videos, figured out like frame rates and how to shoot it, uh, what's the best camera to use if needed, and then editing those videos. And I yeah. just started shooting um, car club videos to start with. But you told me it's all about accident. Are, did anybody invite you to a place and just start shooting pictures or how did that go? Um, That one I don't remember. I don't know if I reached out to car clubs or through me uh, photoshopping their their cars that they had posted it they just invited me to to start shooting uh, music video well not music videos but videos for them was there any particular uh, 
place where you were placing them, like social media? Um, just Facebook and and YouTube. It's still Facebook at that time. Uh, yeah. No, uh, what was the other one right before? MySpace. Oh, MySpace. Oh my god, <laughs> we don't even remember. I forgot about that one. Right. No, yeah, it was Facebook. Uh, I just I would download their their image. Um, like it was just basic edits. Like put uh, their headlights turned on. I did some crazy ones where I would chop off the roof where it would look like it was a, a convertible car or what? something. Yeah. Okay. So what? Did you ever have any desire to, as as a young guy, to be able to grab a camera and start snapping pictures at all? Or how the idea, or who gave you the camera to even go and start getting out there and taking pictures? Um, I mean, no one. So in school, I would just do it. Uh, like if we had little activities we had to do and they needed pictures, I would just volunteer so I wouldn't have to do the work. Um, Did you use their camera? Uh, their camera, yeah. yeah. It was a, a big camera that it used a floppy disk. To, oh, to, get the, to get the images a floppy disk used to be yeah. what a memory card but right. is nowadays back yeah. in the days it was just a big square and i was like i mean whatever gets me out of heaven do the work then then that's what i was doing then eventually i got my own camera i think i found it at a pawn shop or somewhere really but it was a little pink uh point and shoot camera just a little regular one and point and shoot is there's no there's no zooming nothing right. it's just nothing that's it yeah. But it's not a disposable one either. No, no, not disposable. Really? Um, and you really have to be up closer or far away if you wanted to get whatever angle you wanted. It wasn't yeah. like pushing a button. Right. And they had digital zoom, but yeah, it was like, it was not good at all. But I was like, let me practice with this so I could get better quality pictures compared to the old one with the, flo- with the floppy disk. And then just started editing from there. Just- How shortly after you posted those pictures did those car clubs start reaching out to you? Um, Pretty fast, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I started uh, with like one car club, shot their video. Um, people liked it. Now that I look back on it, I was like, oh, yeah, it was, that was kind of rough. But like everybody starts somewhere. Like you're not going to be perfect, like right out of the gate. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I did one car club and then it grew to multiple car clubs. And after that, it just grew to like doing cruises with all those car clubs. Who was that car club? The first one. Do you remember who they were? Ooh. Um, so many of them. Right. If I had to guess, it was probably most hated car club. Most hated car club. Yeah, at a Pleasant Grove. And did you just shot the the actual footage, and then did you embedded any music in it? Uh, yeah, yeah. I put music. I cut up the clips of like them doing burnouts or uh, swerving on the highway and stuff like that. How how long was that video? The first one. Um, was that the very very first one? Yeah, probably maybe like three minutes or so. Yeah, just probably the, like the length of the of the song. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't too long. How do you feel whenever you got it done and they, they got it in their hands and they started posting it? Uh, it got some traction. Yeah. Um, I was like, wow. Like, now that I look back at it, I was like, I know it was rough, but like, that was back then, what, 2013? Uh huh. Before, like, I officially made the company like an LOC. Yeah. Um, but no, people liked it. Yeah. Any, and then after that, of course, all the other car clubs just wanted to. Was right. there anybody else doing what you was doing at that time? Um, as far as I know, no, not like locally. Um, afterwards, yeah, because uh, I mean, there's always photographers like at car shows and all that. But as far as doing like music videos for for car clubs, I don't think so. Okay, not that I saw. So you continue working on that. I'm pretty sure you're working your regular job, but just keep working on the craft. So you right. just continually keep showing up and working with different car clubs. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and then um, I can't remember which one happened first, but I'm pretty sure it was car clubs. And then just start shooting music videos for for local artists. For local artists, right? The <clears throat> what was your very first uh, music video? Music, music video, Ooh. and who was the artist? Do you remember? Jeez, that one I don't remember. No, I, um, it's been a minute. It was twenty thirteen or fourteen somewhere around there. Um, yeah, it was like, what was that ten years? Yeah, ten years ago. Yeah. Um, I do know. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Donnie Boy. I don't know if he still goes by that Donnie name. Donnie Boy. Oh, yeah, I know he is. Yes. Uh, he's he's a good rapper. So shout out to him for letting me shoot the, the Stoner Circle. Music. I don't know if they yeah. still do music, but I, I had seen him not that long ago post, so I might have him on social media. Stoner Circle. Donnie right. Boy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He let me, uh, I told him, like, hey, I'm trying to do, uh, start shooting music videos. If Like, I'll, I'll do it for free and all that. And he was like, yeah, come on. Not, uh, he raps good. Oh, he's a really, he's a really good artist. Yeah. He's a really good. Uh, uh, he got great lyrics. 
So the very first one. That was and, the very first one. Okay, uh, okay, take me back that that place. Where was it at? How, what was the idea did you have? You never done a, a mu- music video. How did you never. prepare to try to even begin to do a music video? Um, so main thing that I did was just like listening to the music mm-hmm. to see what he was talking about, to see where we could shoot it. Um, he had ideas where he wanted to shoot it. Um, so I kind of go went based off that. I think it was at his place uh, where he would record the music. We did some in a parking garage in Fort Worth. Um, where else did we do it? Uh, some other random areas just to show, I guess, different parts of Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I had like the equipment I had. I had a stabilizer made out of PVC and stuff. You made your own? Made my own. I YouTubed it. I was like, I like I can't, I can't buy one yet. So yeah, I made it out of PVC. That is crazy. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that is wild. How did you find uh, Donnie? How, did you see him around? Um, so the very first time I met him was with um, U-Dog. I think uh, he was recording a song with him or something, or yeah. U-Dog was... Um, so you were in the studio visiting? Right, yeah. Because um, I don't know how I met U-Dog, but... There was a lot back in the days in that time. There was a lot of people doing car shows, but they were also selling their CDs at the time. Maybe right. maybe during that time. Probably. Or Traders Village too. There was a lot of them selling True. CDs at that time too. Yeah, I don't know how how I ended up in the studio when they were both they were doing their thing. But yeah, when I first heard them rap, I was like, oh man, like these he's a good rapper. Like the the sound, like the lyrics, how he puts them together, it was it was good. So once you shot the video and put it out, how was the uh how was the feedback? First of all, was it difficult for you to get matching the lyrics or what you wanted to see? And and of course you were doing it for free. I don't know if you had high expectations. But mm-hmm. what did he say once the Phoenix product was done? Um, I don't remember what he said, but uh, I mean, a free music video is a free music video. <laughs> so, um, hopefully he liked it. Um, because I don't know if he had a lot of uh, videos at that time, so he was like the perfect person to to start recording with. Yeah. And then how did you feel whenever it was already done, set, and um, out, in the, out in the world? I mean, back then, from never doing a music video, I was like, oh, I, I, I did a good job. You did a good job? With my PVC stabilizer. Ah, that is wild to me, bro. <laughs> yeah. And not to mention, 10 years ago, you've been 10 years in the game, they say 10,000 hours to be able to get mastery. Right, right. I mean, you, you have to do the grind to be able to get to where you're at now. Yeah. You know, A lot of people forget that. Yeah. Now, what is the, uh, how many, rough estimate, how many music videos do you think you shot from that time till now? Because I know you, not even eight months ago, maybe you posted a music video on your channel from mm-hmm. a gentleman. So I know you still do some of the music videos still. Right, yeah. So um, I guess depending which one it was, if it's a uh, Keo, then that was the most recent one that yeah, I did. I believe so. It was in Spanish, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, yeah. So it's him. Uh, yeah, so I'll do music videos here and there, but. It's just certain people. Like if I had worked with them in the past and I've known, I guess, the guy he's working with um, helps them, I guess, get these vi- music videos going. Right. And I've worked with him from 2011 or something. Oh, wow. So I, I don't really do music videos anymore. But if he asks, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll go out there and, and do a music video. As far as the total, I, I have no idea. Maybe 50 or more if I had to guess because it's different ones like there's rap videos uh there's one i did with the lady that um i guess more church related yeah and then it's just random videos but aren't they're not really considered music videos okay what was the biggest artist that you remember doing a video with of one of the artists that were working with that i know that you are enjoying the episode for today if you are so please subscribe to the channel leave us a comment leave us a thumbs up and now back to the episode um, probably the biggest one was uh, Big Gemini. Big Gemini? Right. Um, and same thing, I have behind the scenes pictures of my PVC um, <laughs> stabilizer on that one. How long did you use that before you upgraded? Because it seemed like you were investing on, on, on the business too, on, on, right. on your equipment. Um, I, I don't know how long. Um, but it works though. Yeah, it, so like surprisingly it, it worked. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, now there's like electronic ones and all that. So I, I use those now yeah. and it makes it much easier. So from that, were you doing and distributing your business card and people were finding you or did you have your channel or posting on social media and people were referencing you to do the church? Because right. you're really, 
I've seen the roofers and more more recent stuff. But at that mm-hmm. time, were you doing quinceañeras? Were you doing weddings? Right. You know that stuff? Uh, yeah. So pretty much everything's come from Facebook. Mm-hmm. I used to pass out business cards back then, like when I was shooting the the cars. Yeah. Um, but nowadays, it's just social media. I was doing, yeah, like quinceañeras, weddings. Um, what else? Just like portraits and stuff like that. I was like, anything keep me practicing and put more content out there, then perfect. Yeah. But on the back end, I was working on other stuff while putting that out there. Yeah. What were the other things that you were diving into um, as like you were grow- growing? Building websites, the whole marketing aspect, how to run ads, um, the psychology of marketing. That's yeah. like the biggest thing that I enjoyed more because you, you kind of have to think of how people think whenever they're looking at, at your product. Okay. And yeah, just all that included, but I didn't tell anybody. I was like, I was just putting my regular stuff out there. Cause I was like, I don't think anyone's going to be interested in, in marketing, but that, I had been doing that since 2018. What turned you that direction? What made you want to start, even though you were not telling people to look into it and, and start really diving in there really deep, even to the psychology part. Cause some people say they're marketers, but all they do is take your money and run ads, which it could <laughs> it could yield results, but not all the time. Right. Um, I forgot what the question was. <laughs> when did you see that you needed to veer that direction with marketing, God. even though you were doing the photography, which kind of technically a little bit entails part of the marketing, but not everything. It's just right. one aspect. But when you saw that, you were like, I need to start steering this way because I see there's something happening here. So I'm going to say when I made the company in LLC, so like 2018. 2018. Um, I was working on a website for a roofing company. And then on the back end, you see all the analytics where, where people are um, landing on. If they're like spending two minutes on looking at your photos, uh, the form submissions and all that. And I was like, I, I like this. Like I, I enjoy looking at data. Mm. And I was like, I think I'm going to keep looking more into this. And then over the years, I was like, okay, I'm studying uh, how to do Google ads, uh, how to work Google analytics and all that. So I was like, eventually I'm going to put it out there and then start marketing for for companies. Okay. Why did you decide to take it into an LLC? Uh, It's a big commitment. Of course, there's additional funds to even get it done. I don't know if you did it yourself. Or you went through, nowadays they have these websites and you're able to file it. Right. Uh, why did you want to take into that? Because it's a, it's a more serious step whenever you get into that. Right. Um, so to be able to get paid from that first company that was managing their website, so I created it and then started managing, um, they needed like a W-9. And so I was like, let me make this official, like make it an LLC, make sure I can write off certain things if I'm buying equipment and all that stuff. Um, so yeah, pretty much that was the reason. Yeah. So you, in order for you to <clears throat> be more legitimate right. and, uh, have you pay the right way, you have to be able to make an LLC. Right. That's dope. Okay. You take it serious, serious as far as the marketing. Cause you have like 10 certificates, mostly are within the marketing. Uh, right. where is it from Google, the certifications or where did you go? Yeah. So it's Google. You can go through Google. You can do Coursera. I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of free ones. There's some paid ones, but the ones I'd recommend is like Coursera or, um, or just through Google because yeah. they offer it themselves. And then do you find them to be helpful for you to learn more about what it is marketing and how is it to implement it correctly for the most effective, the most for your dollars that you're spending into Google ads? Uh, yeah. So it like everything pretty much gives you the basics. After that, you actually have to go in and do it because like it changes all the time. Because there's certain keywords that you have to pay more for. Uh, some you can pay less, but it, it changes. Then same, same with the SEO. That's changing all the time. You'll put certain keywords in, into your website. But then after, let's say, a week, that keyword is like no longer ranking that good. And then you just have to go back in, change it, see what's working. And it's like, I think that's what I like about marketing. That it's just constantly changing. Wow. So the other thing that I uh, is find it interesting is not only do you actually... I don't know if you actually did the roofing work, but you were um, actually work with a lot of roofers. Mm-hmm. I've done a lot of their their videos because you also have a license for to operate a drone. Right. Uh, but what makes you want to be diving into, like li- literally know what they're doing, how this how it works? 
does it help you with the psychology part as far as be able to know how to implement a campaign better? Uh, yeah. So whenever I was doing my whole studying to do the whole, the marketing, I was like, I need to like get into the business so I know what's going on, like how they inspect the roof, uh, questions that homeowners have, because that'll help with campaigns. Um, you kind of know what they're looking for, um, how the crews are ran, because that's important because that they're literally on your roof. If they mess something up, then that, that can cost you thousands of dollars. So yeah, it helped. And I just thought it was a good step to, to take. I, I like to dive in whenever I'm working with a company, try to learn as much about it. And then I kind of know how to market because every company has a voice. Like either it's professional or it's a laid back voice or serious. So I kind of had to learn uh, how the environment is. And then when I'm making posts for them, I kind of know what type of wording to use. And with that, you want to create an image that aligns with who they are. Right. Not create somebody that somebody will talk to and be like, that's not the same person yeah. that I thought I saw on the on the ads or whoever. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, people will notice that. Like if you respond differently uh, compared to someone previously, like they'll notice that. And they're like, oh, there's multiple people here. Yeah. And you try to like make it as smooth as possible where they don't question like, oh, is this, is this like the company running this that's mess- messaging back? Or it's a, a marketer. Mm, okay. Yeah. When did you start learning about websites? Um, let's go back on that part. Yeah. Where Where did you? When did you start learning about doing website? What got you to want to do the websites? Did you saw another stream of income, or you just fell in your lap and you wanted to go ahead and do it? Realized that it wasn't crazy challenging. It's, it's doable. Yeah. So um, the first company that I worked with in 2018, uh, they wanted a new website, and I didn't really know. But that's why I say like Latinos are hardworking because I was like, I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like I'll, I'll learn how to build one and stuff like that. And I think that's why I kind of went into marketing because then there's the SEO for it, uh, call to actions and all that. And I learned all that. Tell me about the SEO. What, is it, what does it stand for and what are you aiming to do whenever you create an SEO website or even a campaign? So search engine optimization. Uh-huh. So pretty much... Let's say, I guess we'll, we'll stick with the roofers. If someone's saying, it types in Google, like roofer near me or roof repair, that's more organically if you have uh, keywords in your website. So hopefully you'll rank. If you have enough keywords, then, then it helps. But that's the free version versus running paid campaigns. Mm-hmm. Because paid campaigns, same thing. You can put keywords if they're searching for that specific keyword or you can put like a, a broad. So if they're searching for a roof replacement, but then they type in roof repair, like your keyword is roof replacement and they say roof repair, it's still kind of close. So it'll still show your ad whenever they type that. So in. on your website, when you're building it, you want to include roof repair somewhere in the wording of this to be able to line up with Google. So they'll be able to pop up. Right. Uh, but uh, but it takes longer doing it that way versus yeah. paid campaigns. But so if you have the budget for it, yeah, paying campaigns are are easier. What about people that's like, why do I have to pay? You know, if I just do the free version, the this and that, I'm just giving you your money. Right. What do you say to people like that? Is it effective as far as a paid campaign? Yes. Yeah. No. Um, I started doing paid campaigns for this new company that that I'm working with now, and yeah, they saw results. Within the first three days, like because I can track how many phone calls, uh, if people ask for directions, form submissions, and all that, so I can track that it's coming from Google. What keywords they typed in, um, and then because you can click on Google uh, to make a phone call directly. Yeah, yeah, and that's what they wanted. They wanted uh, phone calls. So I was able to track what keyword they typed in, and then that resulted in the call to the business. Now there's. Because I watched some of the marketing videos too. A lot of the times, that have you run multiple campaigns to try different phrases to see which one's giving you better results? Right. Do you, do you use that strategy or do you just focus on one first, let it run, and maybe uh, redo the next one and let it run? Or how is um, yours for you? So I do multiples because mm-hmm. uh, you do like display ads or just search ads, I guess, depending what you're trying to market. Gotcha. Um, Search ads, uh, for sure. I always run those. Uh, display ads, too. If I'm trying to show, like, images, there's YouTube ones you can run, too. Mm-hmm. If you have, like, a you know 15-second video or so. 
Um, but yeah, you, you do multiple just depending on what you're marketing. Okay. And is that only for the campaigns? Uh, for example, Facebook used to be able to give you a whole lot more for, but now it seems like to open to your audience, your own people that like you, you have to pay some money to be, is Google yeah. ads kind of like that? How, what will be like the retention part that you will want to kind of sort of hope for that you keep those people instead of as soon as whatever it is, they leave and they don't ever tap into your business. Is that the owner, the, the company that has to be able to deliver on that to be able to do a good job so they can just come back? Oh. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Cause I had one issue before where I was bringing people like, I guess leads you would call them mm -hmm. in, but the guys weren't closing those leads. And they're like, well, yeah, like we, we didn't close any of these leads, but it's not on the marketer. Like the marketer's here to bring you the leads, but you have to close them. Your job is for you to have the, the phone ring or the right. messages come in that they're inquiring about a particular business. And then it's up to the company to be able to deliver and close on those deals right. to be able to go ahead and do it. Otherwise, it's just not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, what I do, I track uh, calls from Google My Business. Um, one of the companies had like a recording system. So every time someone called, we could listen to the call and see uh, what the receptionist was saying and all that. And yeah, they, they dropped the ball on that in a few times. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you can't blame the marketer. Your people can't close the deal. So you'll be able to even coach the owner at that time. Like, look, we're listening to here. This is what happened. This is where it seems like it fell off. Right. This is where you would need to be able to tell the receptionist or whoever is working on that deal that they fell off to be able to close it. And even then you're able to coach them. Right. Yeah. With the services you provide. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I try to do depending on, cause there's different levels that, that I can do is like some people just want website management. Some people want like the entire thing, uh, website content and all that stuff running ads. But yeah, like if, if they have like the full package, I'll go in there. If, if they have something set up where I can give them advice, like, Hey, I think I should do this. Um, so it'll help better. Maybe do certain videos. I'll coach them on the videos and stuff like that. Okay. When you started doing marketing and realized all the stuff that's out there, was there any a moment that you're like, wow, this is really something that people don't know that is so obvious? Um, prob I mean, it's because I see a lot of people that, that say they do marketing, but uh -huh. it's just, just running ads. And it's, that's the majority of the companies. And I'm like, that you can't do just ads. So what I try to do is just everything. Like if, if it's within their budget, then I try to do everything. Because mm -hmm. um, it just helps. Because when people are searching for your company, yeah, they'll see the ad, but then what are they going to do after? Especially if it's uh, for a roof. Those roofs can be 20,000 plus depending on the size. Yeah. So they're not just going to give that, that house to anyone. So they're going to do the research. They're going to go through Google, look at reviews. If you have social media, they're going to see if you're doing that, uh, especially your website. So if all that's not aligned, then you're, you're not going to get that job. Yeah. Okay. The, uh, <clears throat> as far as the, uh, the psychology part, you had mentioned earlier, the psychology part. What do you mean in regards to that? What does it mean? What are you looking for? What do you see? What was the things that you started noticing that you were be able to, I don't know if you implement psychology or mm -hmm. know about the psychology of the business or the customer that you, that helps you create the ads? Um, so pretty much every company is different. So I just look at just the data. So if people are, let's say we'll stick with the roofing. If people are looking at the images more than everything else, then mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, we need more images. Yeah. If, if we put out a video, I kind of, you can see how long they, they watch the video. Right. Um, and then I'll go back, look at the video and, and what did we talk about where they fell off? And I'm like, okay, majority of people are interested in this subject. So the next video that we shoot, we'll kind of stick with that and make it longer and just scratch everything else. Wow. Uh, age groups, if it's female, male, um, like you, you, you get a lot of data, yeah. which a lot of people don't What know. makes you want <clears throat> to, what, what did you see on, on data, data, whatever you want to call it, that you mm -hmm. started noticing that you really like to look into these things? What is it? Um, I have no idea to be honest. I, like I like numbers, uh -huh. uh, like I like doing finances and all that. And I don't know if that's related to data, but I don't know. I, I enjoy it. Like I don't want to keep doing the same thing every single day. So with these different companies, it's different data that I'm ingesting. 
and then trying to figure out what's the best way to, to market. So you can have five different roofing companies, but none of them run the same way. None of them are established right. the same way. They're all different. Some of the keywords might be kind of similar, but some of the other things that they do is just not even the same as far as the campaigns that you'll be able to run for them. Right. Yeah. Um, and then even then, I, what I try to do is I limit how many people of the same company I work with because it just becomes like a conflict of interest. Where it's like, well, what do you mean you're running for five companies and this company got leads, but this company didn't? So it's like, it's, I try to limit that. Yeah. Okay. So you usually try to stick with just one of a, of, of a roofing, one roofer, one whatever it is, just to make sure that you keep it uh, fair for them. Right. And right. it's not a conflict. Right. That's cool. Cause I'd be like taking all of them. I'm just kidding. I won't take <laughs> yes money. Okay. The, uh, the drone. Mm-hmm. So you started implementing the drone. When did you start implementing the drone? Why did you want to? Now it seems like everybody and their mama has a drone. Right. But there are certain things that you have to do correctly to be able to operate a drone. Can you right. tell us about that? Why did you want to implement a drone? And what is the correct things that you need to have here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area that you don't get yourself in a pickle, in trouble? So first thing you need <laughs> is a part 107. So you got to go in. I don't know if they're doing it online now because with COVID that happened. Yeah. Um, but you used to have to go into this office, cameras and all that, uh, take the test. And as long as you passed it, then you get your part 107 card and then you can fly drones legally for profit. Um, what people kind of forget about is if they think they're not selling it, if they're not selling it, they think it's fine. But no, let's say you're shooting, um, a house for your friend that they're trying to sell. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can shoot it, not charge them, tell them, yeah, it's fine and all that. But down that road, you're going to make money. Even if you didn't sell it right then and there, you're going to make money. So you can still get in trouble for that. And I got called in to the FAA one time. You did? I did. What happened? Can you tell us um, what happened? Yeah, so I had posted a video. So one thing you're not allowed to do is fly over highways that where cars are passing by. And 100% provision. Yeah. Because if something happens, that drone falls, hits a car. It's an accident. Yeah, an accident. People get killed. So, uh-huh. like, they treat drones just like if it was a, an airplane. An airplane. Like if you shoot down a drone, it's considered, like, if you're shooting down an airplane. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you're not allowed so to shoot. it could be a felony. Uh, yeah, yeah. You'd definitely go to jail. Okay. So, tell us about what happened. Um, So, I was, <laughs> I was doing a, a video for a new building that was being constructed. And one of the shots I did, I flew over the highway to kind of like present the building. And I guess someone saw it. And I guess they told the FAA, like, hey, here's a link of this guy that was flying over the highway. And then, yeah, I got a letter. They called me up there and I had to explain what was going on. So I told them, like, at first I didn't know you couldn't do that because I knew there were some rules. But as far as that one, I, I thought it was fine. And yeah, they're like, well, just don't do it again. And yeah, just left the office. So when you took your test, that part wasn't covered as far as you, or you don't, you don't remember if it was one of the questions that they had not to do that. Right. Cause, um, that you can't fly over crowds. And in my mind, I was like, okay, well that makes sense. You know, if it falls, it's going to hurt them. But when someone's in the car, I kind of thought about it different and yeah, I made that mistake. And well, especially putting it on, on YouTube. Was it a fine that they give you or what was uh, it? Yeah. So, well, they didn't give me a fine for that one. Cause it was like my first offense. Mm-hmm. But if they catch you flying without the part 107, let's say it's just you, you probably get fined like a thousand dollars. I don't know if they've changed it yet, but if someone hires you, um, knowing you don't have the part 107, mm-hmm. they'll get fined like ten thousand dollars for hiring you for not having a license, right. and Whoa. they'll find the pilot like a thousand dollars around there. Wow! Unless it's changed. How pricey is the certification to get? Um, is it pricey? Is it hard to pass the test? It's a little hard, but it's open book. Mm. Unless they change that too, but it's open book. Um, I don't remember what, what they charged to, to take the test. It wasn't in the hundreds, was it? I feel like it was. Yeah? Yeah. But it's worth it. Yeah, no, yeah. It's like spend, if it's $100, like spend it is way better than getting fined $1,000 for yeah. each offense. Each event. Okay. Tell me, learning about the drone, some of the... Again, you mentioned the highway. You're not able to fly the drone on the highway. What are the other few that you're 100% not able to do or fly over the drone? Um, airports, for sure. Um, unless you have permission. But, yeah, to, to fly over airport, that, that's hard to get permission. And that's um, 
So airports, overcrowds. You mentioned overcrowds, the jail for sure. You can't fly over a, a jail. Um, I think that's the big ones. Yeah, but if you do everything correctly, though, uh, you found that it was profitable for companies, right? Yeah. Um, and I I just started doing um implementing that in music videos. Mm-hmm. So K-Pak Films, uh, he would hire me to do the drone shots for his music videos and then cut the clips in there. That's kind of where I started with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously my own stuff, just to stand out from everyone else, because, yeah, a lot of people weren't using drones back then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's profitable. Just everybody charges different. Yeah. So I have a drone for just regular stuff. I have an infrared drone for commercial roof inspections. Um, that one's way pricier compared to just regular stuff. You don't need, you don't want that one in your music video. <laughs> no, no, no. This is infrared. It's like it, it detects heat and all that stuff. Somebody might want a cool shot, but you're gonna have to pay for it. Yeah, yeah. No, the camera alone is like six thousand dollars. Oh my just goodness, six thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. It's a good investment. No, yeah, yeah. It, it pays well. Yeah. The uh, you you also done car shows. Uh, right. I think it was, I don't know if it was you, but I think it was your Best of Dallas, I believe, or you were involved uh, with that one? Yeah, just on, on shooting the videos. Videos? For it. Yeah, the promo videos. But then you were also did your, pretty much your own, um, your own, but you had people that helped you with it, which right. was the Texas. Yeah, Texas Auto Show. Texas Auto Show at the uh, Waxahachie, yeah, the, the Motorplex. Yeah, the Texas Motorplex. Okay. Uh, what did you, why did you want to do the car show? Why do you, I know you were very involved with shooting the stuff? I know you've been right. part of that environment before, but what made you want to do it? How did it turn out for you? Um, I mean, for those that know me from back then when I was shooting music videos, I mean, uh, car videos, mm-hmm. uh, I was hosting cruises, just mm. getting a whole bunch of car clubs together and then we just take over the highway and, and all that. Um, and then after the news picked it up, I was like, oh, let me step back a little bit. What they were doing? Getting, there was, oh, yeah, causing havoc? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we came Shutting on news down the twice. Streets. Yeah, we Fox Four News picked it up twice. Rides Magazine picked it up. Um, I don't know who else picked it up, but I was like, "Oh man!" Like I didn't think it was gonna get this big. What was the most cars that you ever did at one time? I don't know. I'm like maybe we had 300 cars in on the one street. cruise, probably. Yeah, Jesus, Jesus. No what did they call you? Uh, if anybody knows Rochester Park over there by the Pleasant Grove area, mm-hmm. like we filled up that entire park. And then from the park, just went down, was it 175 or something? And that's all relationships from when you used to shoot pictures that you got to them that, right. that whenever you told them you were hosting a cruise. Right. What yeah. did it just entail? Just tell them you're going to be cruising and that's it? And you're going to be shooting footage? Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I was like, hey, we should all get together, do a cruise um, and just, just ride around the city. And I didn't think that many people were going to show up, um, but they did. And I was like, that's <laughs> that was huge support. <clears throat> 300 is a lot. Yeah, no, like, I had to guess. I wish I had drones back then to take an area. You couldn't be on the highway, remember? Right. It was in the neighborhoods. <laughs> He's on the right thing now. Daisy learned his lesson. Right. But, uh, okay, so the, the show, back to the Texas so show. You, you shoot the show. Right. You know, it's a good investment to get that venue, I'm guessing. And how do, how does the people, how did it react? I know the weather wasn't cooperating that much. Right. Uh, yeah, so it was raining at the beginning. Um, but that's what made me want to be involved with the show from, back then where I couldn't host an actual show and just cruises. Mm-hmm. I was like, let me get people that I still know together or anybody else that wants to come that I don't know yet. Yeah. And just get them all together in, in this thing, in the car show. Yeah. And then you had artists and you had DJs and then of course the cars. Uh, was there any particular car that you were, was it a custom car show? Was it a trucks only? Was there lowriders or was it open format? Anybody uh, can join. Yeah, anybody could come. Um, it could have been bikes. It could have been motorcycles, lowriders, big wheels and all that. So whenever you explain it to people as far as you have in this car show, what were you telling them? Texas car, sh- car show? Texas car show? Uh, yeah, Texas auto show. Te- oh, Texas yeah. auto show. Texas auto show is most open format. All kinds of cars here in Texas. Right. We're having them are going to be here and we're going to have entertainment. Right. Yeah, because um, I kind of got in late because um, I didn't get on the ground floor when it was being planned and all that. So mm-hmm. I came in later on to help with the website, uh, shoot the music videos. I mean, the videos and all that. Um, but yeah, it was just pretty much we invited everybody. We didn't run ads or anything. We we're like, let's see how this first one goes. And then depending how this one goes, if we decided to do another one, 
then we'll go like full blown running mm-hmm. ads. And so with somebody else's project, then you help them keep, right, keep it much. running. Yeah, that's dope. yeah. We kind of just partnered up and just joined forces to to try to make it happen. By the look, it seemed like it looked like it was your car show. Oh, God. by itself. <laughs> oh, no, just looking from the outside looking. God, just, okay, but I know there was other people involved. Right. It's pretty cool that you jumped and then you did what your part that right, you right. needed to do, which is awesome. How was the? Uh, <clears throat> who was your entertainment at that time? Who who would you have perform? Um. I think it was Grupo Presión. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't handle that end. Yeah. So I'm not 100% who all, like, who all performed. Because we had two stages. So it was like the main stage and then the other stage. So there's like local artists on one stage and then like the main groups on the on the bigger stage. That's awesome. Awesome. And is it coming back again in 2024? You have undecided yet? Um, Not decided yet. Yeah. Um, They, they reached out. They're like, hey, are you going to run it out again and around the same date? Uh, we're like, well, we'll see. Yeah. So, so we haven't decided yet. That's awesome. All right. Um, it's um, we're running short on time, but I appreciate very much everything that you share. I think it's a lot of knowledge as far as the way that you're supposed to do it. Uh, as far as like Google Ads, analytics, uh, marketing, it's sometimes it's just so much of like it seems so big. No, it's a lot. You know, it's a lot. Yeah. So for anybody that's fairly new. How do you advise them to go and start looking into, and and if they want to be like a mar- like behind the market, um, to do that part? What would you advise them or recommend them to do first? Um, I mean, as far as free stuff, just YouTube. Like YouTube has a lot of information, uh, how to run ads and all that stuff. Um, but like everything else, you have to kind of do it yourself because by the time you watch that video, things probably changed. And it's crazy that you tell me it's even within a week's time that the SEO, even on your website, right. you're going to have to adjust to be able to be found and ranked. Yeah, yeah, because I use different uh, programs just to see how everything's going. And yeah, I'll see keywords drop like a certain amount. And I'm like, well, got to go in and either change that or just word it differently. That's crazy. It, it, it's a whole other job. So if anybody gets into this, it's... Um, it's a lot of work. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're talking about certifications that you have. Uh, brand management, you have changed your logo. Right. It's more catered to, more friendly, more inviting, not yes. so many spikes. Right. Not, no danger behind yeah. that. Uh, pretty uh, standard colors. Email marketing. So you learn something about that to be able to either reach out to customers for the uh, contract, or I'm sorry, the employer you're working with, I'm sorry, the uh, business you're working with, right? or more of for you to be able to acquire businesses? Uh, no, so I, I do like constant contact, email campaigns. Uh, some companies like to do it monthly. Some people like to do it quarterly. So uh, I they give me pretty much the wording. I build a campaign and then send it off and then just look at it on the back end, who's opened it, who pressed uh, links, who went to the website and all that. That's awesome. Social media marketing, of course. Uh, foundation of digital marketing. What is that one exactly? So pretty much, just pretty much the basics. Yeah, the basics. Uh, di- Google digital marketing, e-commerce. So you did e-commerce too, right? Yeah, yeah. So you know how to do that too. Yeah, yeah. I can build an e-commerce website and then obviously track everything that's happening there. Awesome. Congratulations! One of your biggest accomplishments is having your daughter. Right. How did that? How did that feel? Whenever you, you brought your little girl to this world. Uh, good, good. Uh, I'm always worried that I that she was a girl, but yeah, she's a girl dad, so it, it works out perfectly. Yeah. Did you Did you cry? You can be honest with us. A lot um, of dads do cry. I don't think I did. I was uh, excited, but did you pass out? Maybe that's why you didn't cry. <laughs> <laughs> right, that I don't remember. Um, no, I don't think I cried. I was excited. Yeah. Like I, awesome. I felt ready. Yeah. yeah, that's great. That's great. And uh, of course, we talked about your drone, and uh, you you actually went and taught some kids. How to operate the drone or how to show them. Right. How did that come about? And what school was it? Um, I think the first one that I did was Irving High School. Yeah. So I had gone to Irving High School for like ROTC. Mm. And I went back to um, to teach them how to fly drones. Yeah. And I was working with a different company. Uh, he was doing something with the FAA and all that. He was like, hey, you want to come and like pretty much teach the kids how to fly drones, what they can do, do with drones and all that. And I was like, yeah, sure. And yeah, went back to the old school that I used to go to. And I only went to that school for, for ROTC. The other one was the Academy of, mm-hmm. of Irving. Um, but yeah, it was it was a good experience. And then the high school too, you showed them how to do the drone? Uh, yeah, that was the high school. That was the high, high school. school. That's cool. 
That's dope. How were the kids, uh, when you taught the kids, how were they taking it in? Um, I mean, since I was older than them, I was like, man, hopefully I wasn't like this when, when, when I was their age. But they liked it. Like, some were more interested than others. Some was, were like, I wonder what we can tie to this and, yeah. and like, deliver stuff. That's cool. But they had different ideas. Whenever you were making your way over here, drive, I don't know if you were any other questions that you had in mind driving over here. Oh, I hope he asked me this or maybe he, we can touch up in this. Is there anything that you have in mind? Um, no, I think you, you covered everything. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just want to remind everybody, like, you got to start, like, somewhere. It doesn't matter what age you start. You just got to start it. Because um, start from a pink camera to now uh, getting ready to buy, like, a, what is it, seven, $8,000 camera. To continue growing the company but yeah a lot of people don't start because they don't want to go through that grind to to get where they want to be what is your uh what are you projecting to do in the next few years as far as expanding the business are you are, are you looking into still doing this and maybe doing something different for maybe something that you've been looking into do i don't know if it's maybe documentaries or any other stuff that you want to tap into um not right now the so far, the only plan is to sign up either two or three more companies um, and then start hiring people to, to help me with, with the business so we can keep expanding it. Yeah. Where do you see your vision as the business itself and the entity being? as How big do you want it to be? Um, that's something I ask myself like a lot. I'm like, cause some people want to be business owners. Some people want to be self-employed. And I'm like kind of want to be in between i don't need a, a huge company to to be happy just enough to pretty much provide for the family mm -hmm. so if it grows i'm kind of like just taking it by ear if it grows to where we have like 100 employees i'm perfect um if it doesn't like i'm satisfied with what i'm doing right now awesome awesome real quickly before we let you go any uh, all your social media where can they reach you at if they want to acquire by getting your services for their company where can they go ahead and reach you at where can they find you all your social media now your telephone number people are strange whenever we right. made the mistake of putting this host their telephone numbers in there i want to take it back but it's already done but social media where can they find you at? social media i mean even my phone number is on there and yeah. I, I thought about that too before i was like do i want to want to put my phone number out there with the website and, and uh yeah. social media is fine they can uh, find yeah. it there. if you go to the website it's just www.spiderwebmediallc.com uh on social media or even if you just google just spiderweb media maybe put dallas at, at the end of it and just all my profiles will show up definitely llc uh, spiderman media llc right yeah. By the web media LLC will definitely come because <laughs> I was googling it. Yeah, no, trying random to, ones come up uh, trying to find stuff. <laughs> I ain't find not, I didn't find a lot, but but it's good. Um, well, I found you search right. You, as soon as you you search, you pop, you pop up. You able to you're in the first page of Google because it's a big deal for people to be able to find right. And you whenever you you know your certain phrases, but yours is there, and I was able to see find some of the links that you have. So you know it works. It works. What is a very important lesson that you learn doing photography, videography, marketing that you will tell your younger self that will help somebody else out? Um, I would say, because a lot of people get bummed uh, if they don't have like the, the nicest camera. Like you don't have to start with the nicest camera. Like if I would have, you just uh, like hone your skills as far as editing, doing angles and all that stuff then you're fine. Eventually, you'll get, you'll get a better camera. So if I would have told myself back then, like, hey, just work on your skills, eventually you'll get a better camera, then I think I would have advanced even faster if I would have told myself that. So do you feel that you were being held back because you felt in your mind you were limiting yourself instead of, like, getting that camera that's not the greatest, but just work the heck out of it, learn the heck out of it, to be able to even the lighting and everything, that you were able to, like, outgrow the camera to where you get more jobs and then later on with that money, you're able to invest on another camera. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause a lot of people want to start like at the very top. It's like, no, just make sure your, your skills are good. Cause cameras come and go, but your skills, like you have them forever. Cause the fundamentals, even right. for a camera, you still have to know the lighting and everything in, in the beginning, whether right. you're shooting with a hundred dollar camera to a $6,000 camera, if you just don't got those basics, yeah, it's not the equipment. Yeah, and a lot of people shoot like on their phone too. Yeah. And the like quality is great, but then the editing is like, oh, it's kind of choppy and yeah. all that. Yeah. It's like, no, just work on your skills. Don't worry about the camera. Just use what you have. Yeah. So you did feel like you were a little held back on your own just because yeah. of it. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that was like my thinking back then. It's like, oh, it's because I don't have a camera. Yeah. I don't have a good lens and all that. But no, like it doesn't matter. That's dope. That's dope you're able to look at it because, you know, I mean, but the thing is that you never gave up and just kept working it regardless. Right. And uh, maybe at the time when you were younger, it was a mind thing. But now you know it's like, I just, right. it's cool. It's cool. All right. When I wake up usually or somewhere around my day, I say a phrase, I'm not immortal. I am mortal and I will not, I will die one day. Not to scare me, not to frighten me, not to terrorize me, anything like that. It's just a fact of life, right? With that, uh, it makes me want to hurry up and, and do stuff, make sure that I stay busy and do things. We're not here forever. It's just an obvious thing. It's not something that I, it's not something I just invented. However, with that, uh, when everything's said and done, uh, I, I wish you a long, prosperous life. However, what do you want people to think and feel about your life? Um, I mean, I mean, I don't know. Everyone has like different opinions. Just, uh, I'm a stand up guy pretty much. And that's it. Like I just focus on, on business. I really, I rarely do any, well, I don't do interviews and I don't put my like personal uh, life out there. So yeah, uh, anybody sees other interviews later on, like, I don't know. I, I appreciate you very much. The, uh, <clears throat> the fact that you don't do interviews, Right, but you allow me to be able to talk to you. I don't get too too personal, but I right, like right. to show a little bit of you, who you are, and, and maybe somebody can relate of the things that you're going through, the things right. that you went through, to be able to inspire them to be able to do something. You know, maybe somebody, some young person that is a videographer or or a, a photographer, they're dealing with this right now. Like, right. Ah, I don't have the greatest stuff. I don't have the uh, the Jordans. I don't have this dude. Like. Focus on running. Focus on working your camera and maybe that, you know? Yeah. And the fact that you created your own stabilizer with <laughs> pipes at that time, yeah. that now you get to invest in your company, your LLC, and be able to get better equipment, uh, some of the top-notch things. But now you have the skills because you worked all those things that were not the best things to be able to work these right. and get better results. Yeah. And that, to me, is it's just amazing, the fact that you're able to do that and then not only that, but I remember I, I ran into you years ago. I haven't been yeah. knowing about you. I, I didn't realize how much of the other stuff, but I started realizing some of the other things you do. And I felt like you're a great example to be able to tap into and, and get to people to know about you and your businesses. It's going to help your business. I hope it does help your business tapping in. But at the same time, the knowledge, a little bit of knowledge that you share with us, will be able to help somebody else. Uh, expand their business right right so i appreciate it very much and with ev all the seo all the marketing and everything else and the targeting and everything i have no doubt that you are definitely a global latin factor thank you so much for being here i appreciate your your time i appreciate the time that you don't do interviews but you still took the time to be here that's we're, like we've known you forever so I'm i like, know I, got, I gotta come yeah Thank you. Once again, again, no doubt that you definitely are a global Latin factor. Mario Herrera, you are a global Latin factor. Thank you so Thank much you. for being here. I appreciate it. This was another episode of the Global Latin Factor podcast. Remember to subscribe because it's free. It's free. For real, it is free. Go try it right now. I dare you. Look. And remember, we are just like you. We are humans. We are the spice in this melting pot that it is the world. Till next time. Thank you very much for checking out this episode of the Global Latin Factor Podcast. Make sure you go and subscribe to the channel. Check out the content and the episodes that we have ready for you. Thank you very much. Till next time. Pero Batinfect is a flamingo Coming to Havana and Rizzo in Puerto Rico